bringing the world three days and 50 miles closer to a cure for multiple sclerosis. Whether walker or crew, veteran or new, join us as we share news and memories of an MS Challenge walk. Howdy doody, guys and dolls, and welcome back to MS Challenge Talk. My name is Ken Gagne, and I'm here to share with you the advice and training and inspiration that you need to accomplish three days and 50 miles to find a cure for multiple sclerosis. As you heard on this show last week, we recently held a meeting at the Waltham office of the National Multiple Sclerosis Society, Greater New England chapter, where we shared advice and inspiration on how you can accomplish those 50 miles and $1,500 in fundraising and recruiting people to your team. Last week, you heard from me, Michael Derrick, and... Don Hockman. And this week we have three more snippets from that three-hour meeting. First up, you're going to hear from Sue McCook of Team McCooking Up a Cure. She'll be talking about how she recruits restaurants, bars, and other facilities to help with her fundraising. The next voice you'll hear will be Ann Scannell of Team Cocktails for a Cure about her team's fundraising ideas. And finally, you'll hear from Steve Urquhart of Team Brian, who talks about how he gets almost half of his fundraising from corporate sponsors. As my father would say, let's get the show on the road. We've had an event for a couple of years in a row. Uh, a very good friend of mine who's an incredible singer um, has done some recording. Her name's Amy Petty. And we had uh, held a concert for uh, the fundraising efforts for our uh, team of Cooking Up a Cure. And we were using our church for a couple of years because our church actually meets in an industrial building. It doesn't look like a church. Uh, it has a great stage. But our the thing that always made that less successful than I wanted it to be was it was a church. So anybody who didn't go there were like, you know, hell's going to freeze over if I walk into that place, so I'm not going to go. And so that kind of hurt us a little bit. My son is the bread chef at the Tuscan Kitchen in Salem now. I don't know if you're watching TV or anything, but it's all over the map, and it's going to be on the Amber Ells Chef Wanted show this week, too, so whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> We decided to ramp it up thanks to this meeting last year. I got a ton of ideas out of this, and that's why this went the direction it did. We partnered with the Tuscan Kitchen. We knew that Sunday nights were a quiet night. They have a second floor. It's a wine tasting. It can be divided up into um, private rooms or be wide open or whatever. So it has a lot of flexibility up there. They allowed us, no charge, to go up there and have our event. They provided appetizers for free. They had their staff on hand to wait tables and run the bar. We charged the same thing we've always charged, $20 a ticket to get in. We had a grand total of like 75 people, that's all, but that's $1,500. That's one person's fundraising taken care of on your team. Um, plus we sold some other tickets ahead of time. What we had never done before was add the other components of the rides and the silent auctions to the event. And so what we did is I spent a lot of time, you know, garnering donations for different things and decided to do baskets. Now, you're smart. You go and you get clear thing. I think I'm being cool and I'm going to get purple and I'm going to get orange. Well, guess what? They can't see what's in the basket. Don't do that. However, I had very good descriptions about what was in those baskets and what the value was and was able to sell with those descriptions at work to people who couldn't, were never going to see the baskets if they couldn't go. So you pre-sold raffle I pre-sold raffle tickets. So that's, that's key because, I mean, seriously, hundreds of dollars ahead of time. We also did some silent auctions. Now, a couple years ago, Tony and I worked at the event up in Maine, the uh, boat 
tug thing, the tugboat thing, whatever. And we had worked the raffle event that night. And at that particular event, the Essex uh, house up in uh, Vermont had, uh, you know, a night's stay. And I very carefully watched how people were bidding on that and made sure I stayed on top of that. And we won it. And we added a night to it. And we went up last summer and we had a beautiful weekend. And as I was leaving, I said to them, this is how we got here. Any chance you can do that for us? And i got to tell you, this place hands those things out like candy, so I'll get you the information. I mean, they don't need to hear from 50 of you, but whatever. Um, and so they um, they gave me a free night, which went into my silent auction. Um, I had some artist friends who had done some beautiful um, photographs and stuff like that, so we had all those items. But I thought, I want some silent auction items that are not going to cost us anything. Everybody on your team has people who are gifted in certain areas or whatever. I'm a nurse to support our our uh, household right now because my husband's out of work. So I'm doing nursing, but I'm also an interior decorator. So I put up two hours of um, decoration consulting. I put a value on it of $200. I would love to get that, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and um, an opening bid. Everything had an opening bid because I didn't want anything to start below what I the minimum of what I wanted to make. So I think... I don't want to put $75 on that, whatever. We're all chefs and cooks in our house. So we offered up a meal made by the McCooks for up to 12 people in your home at the time of your choosing with a and put the value on it at $300. We got $300. Um, the other item that we put, we do some kick butt cookies at Christmas. They're not your average Cookies is something we've been doing for years. And we have auction off a plate of those, silent auction. That was a couple, I think we made another $80 on that. But bottom line is, by the end of that night, we had pulled in $2,900 for the one night. So it was a big boost from this group here in terms of those kind of ideas that I hadn't ever thought about incorporating. It was a lot of work because my teammates are my children and a few other young folks, so I need some adults. But anyway, they'll come. I know they will. Um, so those were that was our big thing. But I wanted to share two other things that we also do. Is, um, I work also part-time at uh, Peter's Farm Stand in Salem. And you know, I work four or five-hour shifts a couple of days a week. I took my jug. I put it on the counter. i got to tell you that I made $1,200 wow. just from people's spare change, and, and I'm not shy about it. When there's a crowd there and I just keep down and I'm walking 50 miles for MS in the fall, could you use your help? And it just kind of goes out there and people are like, <laughs> and there's the jug and the spare change goes in, the 20s go in, the $5. And again, stories about connections to MS. It's amazing. The other thing that we do every year, last year was phenomenally successful outside of Market Basket is a tag day. Grab a couple of cute kids. Man each door. They will give you a day. They'll give you, I think it's a five to six hour window. We made $825 wow. a day. So that's easy. That's calling, that's contacting Market Basket. They've got a form in the store. You can't do it through the store. You do it through their corporate group in Tewksbury. They'll let you know what, of the days that you want, what day you can, you, you can do it at, and which store it's at, or whatever, and um, easy money. So this, this meeting was huge in launching us. Now I've lost Amy because she's moved to Nashville, so I've got to figure out a different way to do that event. 
But the first year, my daughter and my sister, the three of us, walked, and we're like, wow, 1500 and I hate to fundraise, too. So it's like, well, you try. So I wrote out letters to everybody, and we were shocked the amount of money we got. We all went over the 1500 People really are generous. I think you said that. Just blew me out of the water and made me feel bad. It's like, my God, I hope I was giving money to the people that were sending me letters before then. <laughs> But just the letter writing, we all got all our money. But then the next year, it's like, well, I can't ask the same people again. What am I going to do? So we go to Ricardo's. It's a restaurant that we always hang out. And I says to Dick, the owner, can we have a party here or something? He goes, sure, what's your theme? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I need a theme. That's when we came up with Cocktails for a Cure. He provides, it's on a Sunday because they're closed, so you have the place to yourself. He provides the food, just appetizers in a cash bar. We do raffles. But I send out letters. I'm not on the computer. I'm not on Facebook. Send out letters. I, and I got a letter there. And we make our own tickets. So we do them at home, stock paper, and return envelope. Because now it's sitting on somebody's counter with a stamp. We, we get about 130 people that come. But we get about 130 people that don't come that still send us money. Because people will send. It's been $50 since we started. I can't tell you how many people send back the tickets like they think, you know, I need the tickets back. <laughs> and they send me a hundred dollars. They go, sorry, we can't make it. So we make about eight thousand dollars for really no work. I change wow. the letter every year. I just put what's new with MS. The tickets we print those out. The worst thing is it's just time consuming. Put them all together, and then that's it. Ricardo's does everything else. We just go and. Recycling all through the year. If I win a basket, I save it. I never use it. So they're all recycled baskets. Regifted. They're regifted. And I have to, I change them up a little bit and I change their name in case the person who did a fundraiser sees <laughs> <laughs> their basket. <laughs> and you have to check for food. Sometimes there's food in there that could expire. <laughs> yeah. So then I'm not good at this, but my sister's good. So she'll put oh. the baskets all up again and change the names. And we make a lot of money out of baskets. And people love it. We did it about, well, we've done it 10 years now. After we did maybe five, six years into it, I said, you know, I don't think I'm going to do it again. People must be tired of getting these, you know, the invitations. No, people love going. It's like an event in Lowell now. People can't wait. I usually do it in April, too, because since I hate fundraising, I just want to get it over with. Um, we're going to do it in March this year. <laughs> Really get it over with. But it's easy. <laughs> There's nothing to it, really. My niece does, she does a softball tournament. She found a bar in Drakeit. Oh, there we go again. Fame bar. <laughs> they have a, a baseball field. Jokers, yeah. So, I mean, everybody's outside on the deck. Everybody donates food. So I think she charges $15 a ticket. And everybody gets to eat. Hamburgers and hot dogs and all that. And that's all free. And the lady who's the manager there, Michelle just went and said, you know, can we do a fundraiser there? Is it her sister that has MS? Her sister. So she donates. She donated all the rolls yeah, one year. Yeah, she donates all the, like, the paper products, like the, you know, forks and spoons, which, I mean, that's... That's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, so I think she makes about 4000 on that. She has eight teams. Everybody's on a schedule, you know, so that's a fun day. Because people are coming in and out all day, too. Uh, my name is Steve Urquhart, and uh, I've been done the challenge walk for the all 11 years that they've had it, so um, I've been around for a while. Um, I'll give you my 
22nd elevator speech. Um, so I got involved with this. I did some of the one-day walks before the challenge walk um, started. And I walked for uh, my brother, my brother Kevin, who um, was diagnosed. He's 45 years old, just turned 45. He was diagnosed 20 years ago. He's now, he's got uh, secondary progressive MS. So he's lived in a nursing home now for about 12 years. So he's legally blind. He can't stand. He's in tough shape. Uh, from he has now, you know, seizures all the time. He's on seizure medication and stuff. So he's he's in pretty bad shape. And I now I have about eight or ten years ago, I have another brother who was diagnosed. So I have a second brother who now has MS, and uh, he's doing much better. He's got uh, relapsing remitting MS, uh, but. Um, still, it's something the whole family worries about now. You know, we don't know what's next. Uh, that's why I got involved. And um, sorry, I get a little emotional when I talk about this stuff. But um, getting involved with this was one of the best decisions I've made in my whole life. Um, the people are great. Can't say enough about Kevin and Jack and everybody I've met here. It's, uh, it's like a family. It is a pain. Anyways, the reason I'm up here is to talk about uh, matching gifts. And um, I'm part of the steering committee, and at one of the meetings I met, we were talking about things that we do, and I, I happened to mention that, you know, I get a lot of money from matching gifts. So, of course, Kevin's like, oh, well, you've got to come to the Jumpstart and talk about it. So I don't know really much what there is to say about it, but I just want to convey that it's not a difficult process. Um, like I said, I've done the challenge walk now for 11 years, the last 11 years, and probably 35 to 40 percent of my money comes from matching gifts. So, and I've averaged over the 11 years, I've averaged over $11,000 a year. So, it's a lot of money. And the thing with matching gifts, it's like free money. It really is, because it's not coming out of anybody's pocket. It comes out of the company's. The company's pocket, per se, and you know it's the company benefits because they can use it as a tax deduction. So it's it's a win-win situation for both you, the, M the MS Society, and the company. Basically, what it what the matching gifts program is it, it's an employee employer sponsored program where the employer will match uh, the donations of their employees. And when I first started walking. Uh, my company matched at 200%. So if somebody in my company, or the company I work for, uh, don't gave me $50, the company would throw, my company would throw in another $100. So it's important to ask if uh, you know people's comp if your company has a matching gift program. Um, it's easy. They can. Um, there's a website. Um, from the, the MS Society, uh, www.nationalmssociety.org slash employer match. If you go to that website, you can type in a company name and it'll tell you if they have a relationship with for matching gifts. If the company doesn't show up there, you, you can go to the human resources at your company um, and spread the word because tell anybody that donates to you, you know, tell the, ask them, you know, when you 
send out your fundraising letters, please mention matching gifts. If your company has matching gifts, mention it in your, in your letter. And then if they donate, when you say thank you, mention it again. Say thank you for your donation. By the way, have you checked to see if your company? Remind them. Because a lot of times they, they'll say, they'll get online, do their donation, and oh, I'll, I'll check later and forget about it. So remind them. And, you know, I have probably, I don't know, 30 people from my company that donates every year. And, you know, they don't, they don't get by without doing the matching gift. Because I, I bug them and bug them and bug them until they do. Because it doesn't hurt, you know, it's not coming out of their pocket. And, um, you know, my company will match it. So it's free money. So um, the process you go through is usually uh, you go to HR or some, there's usually some form to fill out. The form is really easy. Uh, my company, actually, we have an online, we do it online. They have an online form that you just fill out. Basically, you have to know the charities, uh, the name of the charity, their, um, their address, and sometimes you need to know the tax ID number. So um, the tax ID number for the MS Society, for the New England chapter, is 04-217-8884. And I'm sure you can find it on the MS Society's website. So uh, that's the tax ID number. Um, it's real easy. It's, um, you know, if you go to, if they go to HR or if you go to HR and they say, no, we don't have a matching gift program, say, why not? You know, say it's a tax benefit. You know, like Kevin said, always look for the opportunity. So ask them, why don't we? You know, or, okay, if we don't have a formal program, how about, you know, for the next month, let's say, you know, make an announcement company-wide, say for the next month, every, every dollar donated, they'll match, or something like that. Or, you know, turn it into a little uh, fundraising activity, if you can, with the company. You know, I know some of the smaller companies can't have formal policies like that because, you know, maybe they can't afford it. But, you know, they can maybe do it something temporarily. And they'll see, they'll see how much you're dedicated to the cause and, um, you know, and maybe consider putting a, a real program in place. But, um, you know, it's, it's not hard. It's, there's only a couple of th pieces of information that you need to know. And, um, like I said, when you say thank you to the people that donate to you, ask them, you know, by the way, did you, uh, did you check to see if your company has the matching gift? So there you have it, an inside look at Jumpstart Your Fundraising Meeting. We began this tradition in 2012 and are continuing it in 2013 as an opportunity for you to get to know your fellow walkers, captains, and crew, and to inspire each other and share your best practices. I hope you've found these snippets useful and that they've answered some of your questions and given you some ideas of your own. If you want to share your ideas or if you have any questions or you want to hear additional topics addressed in future episodes, please email me, ken at challengetalk.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, where we are MS Challenge Walk Cape Cod, Twitter, where we are MS Challenge Walk. Follow us on the blog at challengeblog.org, where you can also submit your own fundraising events and training events to our event calendar. We are here to support you just as much as you are here to support the MS Society. So let's work together to make this a world free from multiple sclerosis. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to seeing you on the Cape this September 6th through the 8th. This has been MS Challenge Talk. Find more episodes, read our blog, or send feedback by visiting us on the web at www.challengetalk.org. <laughs>